Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 51. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Serenity Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week, my friends, to give you the best and the greatest in thinking about social media. How does it fit into your life? How can you build your brand? How can you build relationships without it overtaking your life? Eric, I am so excited about today's show because I'll be honest with you. I did a blog post last night on podcastanswerman.com. Not sure if you saw it. I just did this morning. And uh, I I lost about a good 90 minutes of my life as a result of a of a movie trailer that we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. <laughs> yes. Hey, one of the things I want to start off with, if you don't mind, I want to let people know that uh, I'm going to be in Boston for uh, a podcasting conference, podcasting new media conference called the Catholic New Media Celebration. Um, I think it's like August 5th through the 7th or whatever, or 5th through the 8th. Anyway, I'm looking forward to that, and one of the things that I've decided to do, I'm going to be there with Father Roderick, and it's going to be my uh, myself, a bunch of other folks out there, um, and I know there are a lot of gspn.tv listeners that live either in or around the Boston area, and I would love to invite people to come to what I'm calling the Boston Social Media Tweet Up, and uh, so far, I know that... I'm going to be there. Father Roderick's going to be there. Uh, if you know Steve Garfield from stevegarfield.com, he's going to be there. Um, I know Stephen Cross, uh, a totally awesome gspn.tv plus member. He's going to come with his wife and family and, and stuff, so that's exciting. If you guys want more information about that, please go to gspn.tv slash Boston Meetup. Again, that's gspn.tv slash Boston Meetup, and that will get you all the details. It is Sunday August 8th at uh, 1 p.m. And uh, looking forward to meeting as many of you there as possible. So uh, what's going on in your world when it comes to social media, Eric? Well, I wish I could go to that, but I'm going to actually be going in two weekends to something called Blog Indiana. It's kind of like a non-free version of like a pod camp. And uh, it's in Indianapolis, Indiana. So if you're anywhere near there... um, I think you just go to blogindiana.com and check that out. I was fortunate enough that work is paying for me to go, so that'll be nice. But it's a, it's a full two-day event with lots of speakers and lots of networking opportunities. So anybody near that area wants to come join me, I will be there. Very cool. All righty. So. And, and I, I assume that you'll give us some, uh, some links to that for the show notes? Yes. Awesome. All right, so the thing that got me going last night was, um, you know, I've heard about the Facebook movie coming out. Have you heard about this movie? Yeah, I heard about it, and I thought, really, a movie? But now that I see what it is, I'm actually quite excited about seeing it. Well, explain to people what it is. All right, well, it is essentially, it's one of those biopic-type movies where it's like the about the life of somebody, only this is about basically the life of Mark Zuckerberg in the formative early years of the Facebook or Facebook, I should say. Now well, actually it used to be called the Facebook, right? Anyway, and they they, re- they reference it that way many times throughout, throughout the, uh, the trailer. Yeah. 
And it, and, and it's a legit movie. It's not some doc. I mean, we've heard rumors about the Facebook movie for you know almost a year or months at least. And for to suddenly now see that it's a it's an actual drama movie, and it looks like it's done fairly well. I mean, it's got what's his name? Oh, what's his name? He brought uh, sexy back. <laughs> oh, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is in it. Yeah, and I'm like, what's Justin Timberlake doing in this Facebook movie? Yeah, I know. I saw that too. It's like that's going to totally distract from yeah. like the 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 feel of of you know getting to know these people you don't know. And then have it played by somebody like Justin Timberlake. So, yeah. so I, I officially first saw the trailer um, this past week, um, a couple days ago, when I saw uh, Inception, which is a great movie, by the way. Yeah. And uh, and the trailer, just seeing it full screen in a crowd of people, like it seemed like it was a, a legit movie and not just some rumored, you know, oh, it's a movie about social networking. Great. Yeah. No. At the now, from what I understand, and I I know very little about this right now, other than the fact that I love I fell in love with the trailer. Um, yeah. The the thing is, is I've heard that this is actually based upon based off of the very popular book called uh, The Accidental Billionaires. Oh, okay. So, have you heard about that book? No, but I'm actually reading the book The Facebook Effect, which seems very similar ground. Okay. Well, so. I'll tell you, The Accidental Billionaires is written by a guy who, who wrote the story of Mark Zuckerberg and how Facebook came into existence and, and, and everything. So from what I've heard from people who have told me that, hey, this, is built, this, this movie is based off of that book. And uh, I, went, I went on to Audible this morning and actually downloaded the audio version of The Accidental Billionaires. I've already listened to Chapter 1. It's pretty good. Okay. So uh, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, matter of fact, I'm hearing all about this guy named, I think his name was Eduardo. Uh, and I've never heard of Eduardo before. So um, Other than from like Twilight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm bothered. Are you bothered? Yes. So the deal here is it's it's pretty cool. But here here's what I wanted to say about this. I, I, the movie just like stepped up a billion notches. Now, I'm going to apologize to anybody here that's listening to this podcast because if you grew up listening to any of the music of the 80s and then the 90s and you really enjoy the throwback or the nostalgia that comes from this song, you're going to be lost in this forever and you're going to be searching all over the web for information about who this you know who the artist is or this choir that does this cover for Radiohead's Creep. Now, yeah. I you you talk about the best you talk about the best song for the trailer. It's it, the it's Creep because the whole thing is is it it starts off the or the tagline for the movie it says you don't get to you don't make 500 million friends without making a few enemies yeah and of course there's a lot of people who think that mark zuckerberg is a creep and of course they all look down on him and stuff like that so there's a lot of people who don't like this guy and um you know anyway i'm gonna play the trailer because i just want to hear the song yet again uh (laughs) and and now before you hear any kind of speaking parts in the trailer it's got some imagery of showing some people you know it, it flashes from their, you know, uh, the pictures, and it shows, um, it shows relationship status. It shows like the little switch from where somebody goes from single to in a relationship, and it, it's really neat. You got to check it out. In fact, if you want, you could go to podcastanswerman.com. I did an entire blog post called "The Social Network Trailer uh, Looks and Sounds Really Great." So here, here's the here's the audio from this. <laughs> 
All right. And three, two, one. Here it goes. Now. substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun and they lead to a better life. People want to go on the internet and check out their friends, so why not build a website that offers that friends, pictures, profiles. I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. The site got 2,200 hits within two hours? Thousand. 22,000. This idea is potentially worth millions of dollars. Millions? You stole our website. They're saying we stole the Facebook. I know what it says. So did we? A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. You're going to get left behind. It's moving faster than any of us ever imagined. Get left behind. Let's sue him in federal court. I can't wait to stand over your shoulder and what you write is a check. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd invent Facebook. Is there anything that you need to tell me? Your actions could have permanently destroyed everything I've been working on. We have been working on. Do you like being a joke? Do you want to go back to that? Mark! This is our time. You're being accused of intentionally breaching security, violating copyrights, violating individual privacy. Your best friend is suing you for $600 million. As for the charges... I believe I deserve some recognition from this board. I'm sorry? Yes. I don't understand. Which part? All right, so there you go. That is awesome stuff. That music, ugh, I loved that song. Yeah. Well, I'm a big Radiohead fan anyway, so then when they did that in such a great kind of a new way to do that song and the song, the lyrics and everything, just the, the emotion that it evokes really defines for me kind of why a lot of people do use Facebook. I know. I, I so. love that. I want you to notice when I'm not around. Yeah. Oh man. I love it. Anyway, th- this is, this is really cool. You, you should check it out. And by the way, um, I finally found out thanks, thanks to you and several other people, uh, that this was called, oh goodness, I've got it all written down here. The song is, um, Scala. It's a uh, Scala and mm-hmm. the, is it the Kalakni brothers? Believe so. I think Something that's like how that. you would say yeah. it. Kalakni brothers. Anyway, Scala and the Kalakni brothers. And, uh, I found about, about, or found out about them in, uh, Wikipedia it turns out that it is an all-girls Belgium choir, and yeah. they are very popular for doing a lot of, of that style of, of uh, covers for very popular songs, but they've also got a lot of their own uh, songs that they've written that are really hits. And I actually went and listened to a lot of the other music that they have. Wow. 
excellent stuff. And so uh, more than likely, I'm going to end up buying about one or two or three of these albums from this from this choir because it's just such a a great sound. And uh, I'm I'm really excited. And Father Roderick says, did you know that they're actually that they actually censored that you know them from uh, you know when they did this. And yes, on my blog post at Podcast Answer Man, I found the you know the non clean version. You mm-hmm. know, you're so effing special, right? Yeah, uh, I was. I'm sitting there in the theater with the song, and I'm like, oh, are they gonna use the clean version of the song or no? And they do, so that was good. Yeah, and at it, least in the theater version of the trailer. And so what happened was last night I was looking for it on on you on uh, iTunes. You can't buy that version of the song anywhere. Um, and so, but I did, I did actually, uh, find the YouTube videos. As soon as that, that version of that song comes out, I'm going to buy that. Um, and it, it's funny because it's been so long since I've heard the original Radiohead mm-hmm. that I went to iTunes and I bought the clean version of Radiohead's version nice. of it last night. So nice. Anyway, the Facebook, the movie, I am excited to see this movie. And by the way, chapter one talk, I, you know, I, I saw the trailer obviously like 500 times last night cause I was just. Yeah, I don't know why, but I did. Hey, I'll tell you what. If you get press screening to this, I'll drive down and go to it with you. How about that? That sounds good. All right. Sounds cool. Well, here's the situation. Um, I, I You know, it's, he was talking about, you know, I want to get into the clubs. Like, I want to get into the, the clubs or the cool. It's the place to be. And yeah. I'm like, what's the clubs? You know, and of course, I've the accidental billionaires. I now know about the Phoenix Club. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say. All I, right. I know about the Phoenix Club now. Is that, is that from Harry Potter? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see. What else do we have on here? Um, the social media. I, I'm really looking forward to this movie. Cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Speaking of Facebook, I think there were two other things that I have related to Facebook. Uh, the first one is Wayne Henderson recently yeah. uh made a claim to fame on television as a result of facebook did you hear about this yeah i did i watched it this morning it's funny awesome so check this out here's another youtube video right. for what your interests are there's something out there available for you here's my uh my headline my homepage on facebook and here's a guy wayne he wants to know dan i'm looking forward to a new season of nfl shop on qvc i need more green bay packer shirts so our customers communicate with us on Facebook, and if you want to join me, I'm Dan Wheeler QVC. But so just like that, I log. There you go. So basically, <laughs> on QVC, that the home shopping channel, <laughs> Wayne Henderson sent in live information uh, and, and got right on air. So that was pretty cool, Wayne. It's great. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, anyway, what do we have next? Uh, some other things going on in the world of social media. Yeah. Well, there's a couple new features in both of our top favorite uh, platforms. So we'll start with Twitter. Um, they are going to be show, allowing and showing photos and videos in the, in the timeline. You know, I saw that they turned that on for like, I don't know, 20 minutes the other night, and then they immediately turned it off. Is it back on again? I don't see it yet. I'm going into settings now. Where was that at? It was, was it in the account? Was it? Yeah, it's in your settings. I can't remember what page they said it would be on, though. But I... I don't see one called media or anything like that right now. Yeah. But uh, while let me, let me check too on my side. While I'm checking, go to in the Twitter website where you would click to see who you're following and, yeah. and do that and see if you see what I see. All right. So I'm okay. I'm clicking right now to see who I'm following. All right. And what am I supposed to see? 
All right. Next to, excuse me here. Hold on just a sec. Do you see what I see? Retweets from this user will yes. appear in your timeline. You can turn off certain oh people's my retweets. Oh gosh, no way. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. And that's why Goodbye, I brought in the, the other piece about how you, you blocked Deals Plus and then stopped getting their official retweets. Although I didn't. Um, you know, oh, really? I, I do. It stops it. If I actually, when I blocked Deals Plus, and if you retweet Deals Plus and I'm on the Twitter page, then it blocks it. But if you retweet them and I actually look at you on Osphora, then it still brings them through. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, you know, if I actually go in and trust me, I know who the offenders are. You right. shall, you shall currently remain nameless. But uh, now you can stay following them and have their deals plus stuff not show up. Exactly. Now, the thing is, of course, this isn't going to stop the unofficial retweets, which, right. you know, a lot of people are doing. But uh, I don't mind the unofficial ones be- or, because if you do RT, at least I, I know to just skip your name, you know, when I see, when I see you. Right. And, and by the way, I, 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 um, I have already taken steps. I've, I've, I've actually begin, I have begun to unfollow close very close personal friends on twitter very close personal friends because of of just crazy contest retweets lots of stuff yeah, yeah i mean it's just it, it's gotten out of control so yeah. so i'm not seeing is it as much anymore for people i follow so yeah, it, it, it it was it was three people okay that i had the issue with and i unfollowed two and i stopped so i were two. no 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 <laughs> beyond you uh, there were three people. I've unfollowed two of the three, and I've already said to myself, if if I see one more deals plus from this person, I am unfollowing. I it, it, I'm just waiting for that to come through. Yeah. So, I. But it, as far as the, as far as the um, pics and video, that should be under account, and then just near your tweet privacy, it should be right above protect my tweets. But it's not. Ob- it's obviously I'm looking, and it's not there yet. But yeah. in the picture from the Mashable article, that's where it would be. Right. Okay. So, and so it's not there for me either yet. Um, now, of course, is this going to only happen on the website? Will this also happen in clients? I, I imagine it's only the website. I would imagine it'll be only the website because I don't know that all the other, you know, TweetDeck and all those other, you know, desktop or mobile clients want to incorporate that at least yet. And even if they did, they'll probably allow you to turn it on or off. Right. So. Very cool. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out. Um, I think, you know, I, I like the fact that they're adding some new integration, making things cool. The, I would love it if, um, you know, Twitter came out with its own image hosting services instead of all the different other ones out there. Right. You know, but I don't know. I, I'm still I'm nice. still using TwitPrick. I see a lot of people using YFrog and and uh, it just doesn't seem like to be anything unified. And it's like, I just feel like I'm just tossing my pictures out of there out there and if all, I think ultimately somebody will win and and Twitter will acquire them and making you know therefore the one that you know they didn't pick useless yeah so I don't know but of course it didn't do that to the iPhone apps because you know I I am believe it or not Eric I am actually using the Osphora for iPhone app and yeah. Osphora for iPad I'm using it on both platforms so uh, am I now I I will tell you Osphora for the iPhone uh, well, as for as a whole, but especially as for for the iPhone, there are occasionally when I've gone to send out a tweet and it doesn't connect. Or really, yeah, and and I've not had that happen. 
Uh, and the most of the times when I've seen it is, and it gives me errors when I try to upload a picture mm. and do a tweet with a picture. And so I immediately just close those four. I go to the, I keep the original Twitter application for the iPhone yeah. on there, and I just do my twit pics from the, you know, the Twitter app. Yeah. So anyway, well, I'll say this: I've noticed Asfora for iPhone has had since I started using it at least three or four updates to it. Yeah. So. The the effort is there. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm really liking. It. I like the dark theme, and I and I like the, you know the the functionality of it pretty yeah. well. So, alrighty. Um, and let's see here. So Twitter to show those. Uh, of course, I you know we just talked about the fact that I did block deals plus, and uh, it did block the official retweets from the website. So we already covered that. Uh, Facebook questions. Tell me about this. All right. Well, have you ever, I mean, I I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask it rhetorically. Have you ever sent out a question to the universe, the internet universe through Twitter and Facebook to get answers for advice or help or anything? Um, I have. I actually did it just the other day where I was like, hey, anybody local want to play cards Tuesday night? And I got responses from people not local saying, man, I wish I could come. You know, so that was funny. But uh, and I know you've done the same when you've had, you know, when you're even doing, um, oh, what's it called? Y- you know, when you're helping people. Oh, do, when I'm you doing learn consulting how to use Twitter. Call. When yeah, yeah, and um, and you'll you'll shoot out, hey, I'm teaching so and so about how to use Twitter. Say hi, and and you people shoot it back, and that's just saying hi. But for example, I, I, you could also shoot out, hey, I'm looking to find what's, – what's the last movie you rented that was really good and, and all that kind of stuff. So with 500 million people, they're going to be doing something – it's very much like Yahoo Answers or Ask Jeeves or those kind of things, but it's going to be done through Facebook. Right. So you've got this large collective of people answering your question to help you learn and I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's called Facebook Questions. You can go to facebook.com slash questions and immediately be told that they don't have room for you. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you're not in the club. <laughs> they're, making en- they're making enemies. <laughs> but uh, eventually they'll roll it out to everybody. Uh, and, I know, you know, when I first signed up for Facebook, I used an application that allowed me to ask questions, um, you know, and it was literally a questions application. Uh, but uh, and it would give people the ability to say yes or no and, and, and it would be kind of like a poll. But this is an official one and I love official stuff from, you know, when it, you get something that's officially supported, it, it, it integrates so well. So many more people see it and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here are some examples of what I like to do, especially, you know, being in my niche, you know, in my profession. I like to say, you know, hey, how do you, you know, I would like to know how do you listen to podcasts? Um Please, please, you know, check, you know, want or check the answer below that most often uh, applies to you. So via the iPod, via a, you know, a, a Zoom player, I, you know, a non iPod, non Zoom play MP3 portable media device uh, via the web, um, you know, all these different all of this different things. And, and I love collecting that kind of data. Um, and stuff. And, and the other thing I like about this is the fact that they're going to allow you to tag your questions with topics. Now, one of the things that's, that they said in the blog post is that every single question that you ask via this particular application 
is public to the entire world, not just the people on Facebook, but this it's going to be searchable. It's going to be out there for everybody. It, it's not just your friends. This is this is everybody. And it says, if you want to ask questions for just people you're connected with, then you can still do that via status update. Just ask the question. They can respond in comments. But if you ask a question here, it is public, and you can ask the, add, add these tags. And you know, you and a bunch of other people told me about the power of these these groups on LinkedIn, LinkedIn where you can yeah. have these questions. And of course, I just still I'm I'm not at the place now where I and I'm very blessed. Uh, it's a time me. commitment. Yeah, it's a time commitment to go in and answer people's questions. And I'm just at this place where I've been very blessed to not have to go out and searching for right. for that kind of business. But. Uh, you know, in, in Facebook, I'm already there, and you know, if if I if I can actually subs, I wonder if I'll be able to subscribe to questions in a yeah. given topic. Wouldn't that be interesting? Well, I almost yeah, I think it'll be similar to so and so. I mean, if you comment on somebody's status or you say you like it or something, and then then from that point forward, you see the little red icon show up with one, two, ten, twenty, with other people having commented or whatever on that. Is it going to work that way? I don't know. I suspect it might. Yeah. Well, so. we'll see when it comes out. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to withhold complete judgment on this thing right. until I see how they implement it. But uh, initially, I want to say that I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, me too. All right. What about paying for Twitter? Let me ask you: Would you pay for Twitter? <laughs> I would pay for Twitter. I, I like Twitter more than any other social network, and I would pay for it in a heartbeat if they, if the price was fair. I'll say that. Yeah. I I would I would not pay for what is currently there, but if you give me a little bit of extra features and functionality at a you know like a five bucks a month or ten bucks a month or something like that, mm-hmm. um, it is something that man I could see some things I sure would like. Like for example, give me the ability for ten bucks a month, give me the ability to have people you know leave comments on on an individual tweet and let that be go- ongoing and. I, I don't know. I, I, I could see some extra functions and features that they could add. And uh, I would or I, I guess maybe I would. I would if, if, if they said, you know, hey, we're going to we're going to pare back a bunch of the features that we have and only make them available. I, I, I would pay for Twitter. I really would. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it is it's, it's almost like a Netflix type of a thing. If you get the benefit, then you pay that monthly fee and you've got this wide open range of benefits there. But if if you i mean to be honest if they were to start charging and a lot of people who don't take twitter well i don't this is not the right way to say it but don't take it seriously got off of twitter i don't know that i would mind so much yeah you know um but ultimately what happened was is they actually U, usc uh anberg school for communication and journalism did a digital future study and they've been tracking online and social media behavior for the past nine years. What they did was they actually uh, polled just under 2,000 people. So I don't know that only asking 2,000 people is really a fair <laughs> assessment. That's what I noticed when I saw the study. I'm like, yeah. But they said that more than half of the respondents say they'd tried it, but that 0% of them said that they would pay for it. Yeah, zero. Even there, I see a little bit of a problem because you're only saying that half of them, half of the two thousand, have tried it. Right. So, of the thousand people that use Twitter that you pulled, zero have tried it. Not that use it. That that have tried it. That have even tried it. Of the right. 
Uh, uh, well, actually, no, yeah, of the thousand people who have tried it, um, these aren't people who even use it. You're right. That's a good distinction. The, zero of them would pay for it. It's like, that's a ridiculous study, and I think it should be thrown out. But, you know, Mashable, I usually really uh, I, I enjoy their their journalism. I enjoy their coverage. But, I mean, I read the article, and it says, study shows that 0%, nobody would ever pay for Twitter. I'm like, whatever. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I mean, even in the chat room, um, Rob says, for, pay for premium features? Yes. As it is? No. And I think that right. that's pretty much where other people would be as well. But this idea that if you give away services for free, people will never pay for them, that's just baloney. It's baloney. Yeah. The question is, do you have the can't live without value? Exactly. You know, and if you can't live without, if you don't have the can't live without value, then then no, they're not going to pay for you. But I believe, I believe Twitter does have a little bit of that can't live without value. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they, and even the, the uh, people that did the study, they're quoted as saying consumers really want free content without advertising. But ultimately, they understand that the content has to be paid for one way or another. Yes. Yeah. Then it's like, you know, people, you know, they, they want free services. They want zero advertising. And it's just like, you know, it, this is not how the world goes around. I know there are a lot of companies out there. But guess what? You know, Twitter didn't get started because it didn't have any money. Somebody invested millions of dollars, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And that was somebody else's money who actually made money selling something else, obviously. Right. <laughs> so, so to be able to donate it to, to, to fund this thing to start off and hopefully get in a return on the investment one of these days. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I think Twitter, there's a lot of things Twitter can do to monetize. And, um, you know, if, if there were a couple extra premium services, I certainly could see myself paying for it. Because yeah. Twitter is something that I use. I use Twitter far more than I do Facebook. Yeah. And and I'm looking through the comments on the article itself, and it's pretty much a consensus. People are saying, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to paying for it, but they would need to either get rid of the fail whale more often, yes. or, which, and, and I agree with that, um, add some premium features, things like that. So I think on the whole, I think we're all at a consensus that Twitter is something that's become part of our everyday life, like it or not. And I think that, as the service improves, or even if they were to develop again these premium, you know, services attached to Twitter, that we wouldn't mind. I mean, heck, we didn't mind paying money for Tweety back when it was not free because of the superior Twitter experience it gave. That's exactly right. So, so I mean, it's just crazy to think that you know people won't pay. And and I, I, I'm really I, anytime I see somebody uh, report on that and say people will never pay for services that were for once for free and I, I just point to gspn.tv slash plus you know i want at one mm-hmm. time i used to produce every single podcast that we produce for free and and when i actually decided to go into this full time i said you know what i you know people are really enjoying this i enjoy this this is this is something i think i could do um and when i said you know what i'm going to continue to give away a lot of free content but if you want every episode every week then you know become a plus member it's only 10 bucks a month you get access to everything and by golly i'm committing to this folks i'm going to be here uh but i think you've proven that it's been yeah (laughs) more than 2200 episodes i'm still around and providing you know seven to ten episodes a week for everybody so i I, you know the thing is is i'm almost at 400 people now who pay ten dollars a month yeah. 
and and that number is still going up. It's going up on a regular basis. So I I'm I am really against anybody who says that people who once got something for free don't you know are not willing to pay for it. The question is is what is it that you offered for free? Does it offer something of value to the people who are using it? And then of course if you were to charge for that service knowing say hey, this service either is going away or it has to find a way to fund itself, um, then then people will pay if it's of value to them. Mm-hmm. And well, and and let me tie this into another application of exactly what you're saying with this whole Hulu going plus. Yeah. Um, evidently, and I, I've misunderstood it up till now, and I may still be wrong, but from what I've seen, the Hulu Plus, where you have to pay to get all the, the added back catalog does not just apply to, or it only applies to, let me start over. If I want to use Hulu on my iPad. Yeah. Now it's not HTML5 on their site, so I can't do it. So I'd need to use their app, but to use the app, you have to be a plus person, a plus member. There, for there, are, there are very select few, just to give you a taste of what the experience is like right. of some free stuff, but it's nothing yeah. that you're ever going to want to see, and it's nothing new. Yeah. I mean, so, if, if they were going to continue to do, I mean, so, so ultimately the plus doesn't just give you back catalog. It allows the mobile device world to be open to Hulu. Right. And it's tempting, but at the same time, if I can hook my laptop up to my TV, which I can just do now and just hit play there on the website instead yeah, or stream it through, um, just on the laptop itself or whatever. I mean, it'd be great, but I'm not, I'm, it, it, there is a barrier there where I'm already, you know, trying to cut my budget down. And it's like, no, you know what? We've got Netflix for the movies and a bunch of TV shows when we want on demand. Uh, to see the new stuff, I'm just going to go to Hulu.com itself. Well, there are two reasons why I'm not a, a Hulu Plus subscriber yet. And there, these are the only two reasons. Uh, number one, my Hulu experience on, you know, brow, you know, for the web is not always the greatest. Um, sometimes right. they'll have little things that skip there, you know, just, and of course that could be my computer, but I don't think it is. Um, the thing is though, uh, I don't, the big thing that I don't want is I don't want advertisements and a monthly subscription. Exactly. That's the other piece. You take away the advertisements. I'm a Hulu subscriber by the end of today. Because yeah. there is enough on Hulu, like, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, I, I missed the first episode of uh, Master Chef uh, America uh, with uh, Gordon Ramsay that didn't, my family didn't set the recorder for me. And, and, <laughs> and if I did set it on a Tuesday night, they would unset it because that conflicts with some of their other shows. So I didn't get that. And the family goes, oh, it's on Hulu. But I don't want to hook up the MacBook to the TV. Right. I, I have my iPad, but you know what? I don't want to pay $10 and sit there and have to watch their commercials. I'll pay right. you the $10. Just give it to me without the commercials. That's the only thing that's holding me back from giving you 10 bucks a month. And I can guarantee you this. Your advertisers are not getting squat from me. Yeah. So anyway. And so, I don't mind the uh, I don't mind free the- Hulu advertising yeah i don't mind the ads i don't mind the ads if i'm not paying so give you know you know what actually do me a favor send me three or four more ads 
help cover your cost for giving right. me this application on my iPad. Send me three or more, four or five more ads. It doesn't matter. Just give me the content for free then. But, or even make me pay a one-time $20 fee for the app itself and then make it free content with well, ads, and I'll be okay there too. I would be okay with that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. But you're not so. going to get monthly money from me so that I can pay to watch your advertisements. Ridiculous, yeah. not going to happen. I hope they're listening. I, they're not. Because no. they're not plus members. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. It, it goes both ways. <laughs> you can't get our content if you're not a plus member. That's right. Uh, anyway. Nice. So uh, let's see here. What about this article? Um, I, I forget who sent this to me now, but somebody sent me this article last night and says, hey, I think this might. Oh, you know what? It was uh, Elsie. Okay, uh, yeah. Yo Geek on um, on uh, on Twitter, Elsie. Anyway, she sent us this article. It says, what if your customers don't want to talk to you? Did you read this? Yeah, I read it and uh, it's interesting. It's interesting it, and, it, and it, I, you know what? I'm going to disagree with it. Um, okay. I'm going to disagree with it. It's, it's the idea here. It says, you know, despite all the buzz surrounding social media marketing, it's promised to do better conversations between business and their customers. A recent essay at the Harvard Business Review by Matt Dixon and Lara, whoever her name is, point to research that suggests that maybe your customers really aren't all that interested in talking to you after all. And it, I, I, I love this. It's like, have you ever walked into the airport and seen that there is nobody in line at the check-in counter, but still there may be a line, there's a beeline for the self-service kiosk? Uh, better yet, have you ever wa- waited in line for an ATM machine, even though nobody was waiting in line for the teller inside the bank? And it's like, well, if you've answered <laughs> yes to either of these questions, you're like most customers who are increasingly turning to self-service options instead of actually wanting to ha- interact with the company or the business itself. And it's like, okay, yeah, but let me ask you this, Eric: Would you go to? Would you bank with a? Would you actually uh, switch all of your banking to a bank that had no real life person to go in and talk to you if you ran into a problem? Not at all. No, I mean, I, I typically will do a drive through and kind of do the mixture of both where I've got the convenience factor of not getting out of the car and just pushing some buttons, but at the same time, it's a live person. I can ask a question or go in and ask. I mean, you have to have a personal contact. What about, what about, would you fly with an airline? And by the way, there was, uh, there was such an airline and this may sound crazy. Would you buy airline tickets from a, from an airline that only had a kiosk? And had absolutely no employees to talk to at the airport. I don't know. In the airport, uh-huh. sometimes I don't want to see people, so maybe. Okay, well, I would answer the probably question. Probably not. But probably yeah. not. Uh, here's the situation. There was, a, there was a company. I don't remember what the name of the company was, but it was, it was a Columbus-based company. And you could go online, and I mean, their airline tickets were dirt cheap. But it's because they had no employees. I mean, literally, no. They had no gate employees at all. You you print your boarding pass and you go, and there's a self check in kiosk, and and that's all there is to it. And uh, they only flew to certain airports, uh, but they they did them daily, and and it was really really cheap. Well, the thing is though, is I want to be able to know that by golly, you know, hey, I have a question. You know, for some reason, I I'm just. Uh, you know, this doesn't make sense to me. I need to ask somebody this question. And to mm-hmm. think that I don't have somebody I can talk to drives me crazy. You know? I think for me, I mean, they're, they're talking about that you're not going to pick up the phone and call, a, you know, for example, let's just say AT&T and say, hey, my DSL is down. 
um, what can you do? You'd rather, well, I guess in this instance, you'd have to call because your internet's down. <laughs> Bad example. But um, what if you, okay, I've got, you got your iPhone and instead you're, you're using the mobile web and you're, you're talking and you, yep. you don't want to send them an email saying, hey, my internet's down. You want to call somebody and get it turned right back on or see if there's a problem. Right. But the thing is, though, is you still want to be able to call somebody. You, right. you want to be able to communicate with the people you're paying money to. I'm a customer. I want to have access to ask questions about the service I'm paying for. QuickBooks mm-hmm. Online. I would not. Do, do I ever plan on calling the people at QuickBooks? No. But do but would I actually pay for their monthly service if I knew for a fact that there was nobody I could talk to that I had to use a wiki, you know, answer your own questions knowledge base and that was the limit to my service? Right. I would not pay for their monthly service. My web hosting, you know, there's a lot of, you know, self-service, go find your own answers and, and by golly, it's quick and fast and you can keyword search. But, you know, there are many times when I'd just rather pick up the phone and ask them this stupid, silly little question than to go searching for it. So I, yeah. I, I this, this article in, drives me crazy, too. I, I yeah. think it's Here, dead wrong. One other thing they point out near down the bottom is they also suggest it might be that customers are shifting to self-service because, quote, they don't want a relationship with companies. Here's yeah. the thing. They're wording it as if you want to not have to interact with a company. That's fine, but that's not how I define a relationship with a company or a service. I define a relationship with a company or a service as they hold up their end of the bargain and I hold up my continuing to pay them. Right. That's the relationship. And so the customer service fits into that. And even if they're, they're available to be called upon by the phone, if I knew that I could shoot them a tweet and get an answer back within 30 seconds, oh, I'd, I'd rely on that for sure. Well, here's the perfect example. Uh, this week, I signed up for Carbonite, and I paid for a full year, started downloading, and then all of a sudden, I ran into a problem. And it's like, wait a second, it's not backing up my videos. Mm-hmm. And I sent out a little message asking at, you know, at Carbonite. It's like, oh, well, we don't do that by default because they're such large, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is there a way to do it? No, it, you know, you could do this or this, and you can do it on a file by file. And I said, that just doesn't really help. How can I get a refund? And they stopped interacting with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's like they they shut off all lines of communication, and some people said about you know, hey, check out Backblaze. I you know, and actually Backblaze actually says at GSPN we you know we do videos, yes, absolutely, and and stuff like that. And I went back and forth with a couple questions at with at Backblaze, and you know what, I I signed up for Backblaze. Why? Because I had somebody that I could talk to, you know, via Twitter. In a very public and open place, I was having conversations with somebody at Backblaze. I didn't have to call them up. I didn't have to go to their site and use their chat feature. I mean, they were on Twitter. Now, am I looking to have a relationship with Backblaze? No. Am I following Backblaze on Twitter? No. But am I glad that they are there? You better believe it. Yep. And would I would I have signed up for Backblaze if they weren't on Twitter? I may have, but then again, maybe not. I don't know. But the fact that they were on Twitter, that somebody was monitoring their Twitter account, and they responded quickly, you better believe that made a huge deal for me. And it reinforced what you already were starting to know about them. Exactly. So, so, so the fact that they were using social media 
and they I was able to communicate with them without having to wait in line for 25 minutes to talk to a service rep. I don't necessarily know that I want to have a relationship other than the fact that I I mean I do have a relationship. I'm you do. I am a paid client. But mm-hmm. I mean I don't I don't want to become their best friend. You know, yeah. but but I do want to know that they're there. I want to know that they're participating in the conversation when I have something to say about them. If I have they're a bad, pull when it counts. Yeah. And so when and by the way, I will tell you as I I've got the emails from carbonite saying that my refund has gone through i'm still waiting to see it come through my you know my paypal account because i use my paypal debit card as soon as it comes through i'm gonna tell you right now i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a huge gigantic thank you publicly to at carbonite for refunding my full you know amount i really appreciate the fact that you went through the you know the process of issuing me a refund uh, and 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 i and i'm thankful for that good good for them yeah so so, i mean it's like yes i you know you know, do your, do your, what if, you know, maybe your customers don't want to talk to you. Well, you know what? Maybe they don't want to talk to you all the time, but they, you know what? I, I don't, I may not want to talk to you, but at least I want to know that you're there in case I do want to talk to you. And they, and we as customers want to know that you're listening. Yes. Exactly. And you can do that with social media. Yes, you can. <laughs> like you never could before. Ah, fun stuff. So a lot of articles I disagree with this week. Yeah. And anyway. we know best. Yeah, we do. But, from experience only <laughs> mistakes we learn from that's how that's how it goes exactly all righty um i think that pretty much does it for this week uh looking at the show notes unless you added something that i don't see nope. here all right no yeah good show all right very cool well i'm gonna play this music then and say um wow your Heil pr40 microphone sounding pretty good there eric doesn't it though i love it i'm glad i got that i don't know who that was that i got that from but Thank you. If only there was a place on the web with some guy on Twitter who had a presence that that you could talk to and that you could trust online to buy Ohio PR40 from. I'm sure if I tweeted out that I wanted one, that that person, also known as Podcast Answer Man, would be listening and, and find me. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, anybody, anyways, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Social Media Serenity. Of course, this is our plus member only episode or one of many of them. And uh, we want to say a special thank you to, for being a Plus member. It's really what helps us to continue to be able to bring this content to you guys week after week. And, uh, of course, we want to hear from you. Give us a call with your questions and comments at 859-795-4067. 